Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, a podcast that's dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. Today's special guest is Drew. Drew is the host of Drew vs. the World podcast, a podcast that provides inspiration through information. Over the last year, he has had a very diverse list of guests, from entrepreneurs to recording artists and to fellow podcasters touching listeners from more than 40 different countries. His inspiration came from podcasts like the Joe Rogan Experience, Doughboys, Horrible Decisions, and You Made It Weird. Drew is a podcaster born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, but currently resides in Charlotte, North Carolina, and has two kids and a future wife. All right, everyone, you guys ready to learn more about Drew? Let's go. Drew, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, 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 yes. So, Drew, mm-hmm. I say on what was it? May May 31st, 2019, your first episode of Drew versus the World was dropped for the podcast listeners to hear. So, um before How do there you know was that? Is somebody because doing I, research? Is somebody what? doing research? <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. I, I try. <laughs> I appreciate I try. you. <laughs> yes. You. So um, when you dropped your first episode, before well, before we even get there, mm-hmm. before Drew was battling the world, he <laughs> started somewhere. So let's talk about how it all got started. If you could give the listeners a little context, that would be great. So we can just kind of go from there um so drew has always been battling the world i think and you know the world is just a i guess a symbol for him, himself at times and the world at large usually too um so i'm originally from brooklyn new york born and raised um so one thing that was big around my growth is that i got to explore technically the world by walking down the street so there was such a plethora of different types of people, different character types, different like understandings. Like there were, you know, you can go down the street and you got the drug dealer on the on the corner, but then you got a crackhead down the street. You got a businessman down a couple blocks down. Um, and I always say that the the train station or the bus is like the great equalizer because everybody got to take the train before uber and you know cabs were prominent but even cabs people like it'll be faster to take the train or the bus so you would have such a wide range of personalities on the train so i always had to quote unquote take on the world because i had to really maneuver myself through the situation of being almost an international citizen on a day-to-day basis so um the real antithesis of creating this Drew vs. the World podcast was to do exactly what I love to do is to learn more about people and build myself through knowledge 
from other people. Um, and so happened to be is that I want to take that knowledge that I'm gaining from people that I find interesting and then embodying that, make it malleable for my audience to then um, get the nutrition from it and grow and become a better version of themselves. So that's kind of where I'm from and why the true versus the world kind of being came to be. And just a little bit of a little reason why I became a podcaster is because I legitimately wanted to do something to create a space. I'm a technician, techno I'm in technology by trade. And um, that brings a lot of A personalities, a lot of analyticals, but I really want to do something in the arts. So I got into photography. I was trash at that. I got into, <laughs> uh, I got into, um, you know, painting and drawing. I was trash at that. Um, I, I got into writing. I was okay. But one thing I knew I can do is talk to people. And that was what I love to do. I like to go to bars. I like to make new friends. Um, and I love to be very interested in other people. So I was like, this is the perfect thing. It took me almost three months to just look up a podcast studio, then another three months to actually book time at that podcast studio. And I had a, a group of friends who are talented. They are uh, the graphic designers, um, musicians, um, rappers, um, videographers, um, editors, things like that. They all have their own artistic balance. And even my fiance, she's a a writer, a creative writer, and a content creator for some big companies in this world. So I really was like, hey, where can I find my niche in this bubble? And when my friend said that, hey, why don't you do podcasting? Because all I used to talk about is podcasting, podcasting, because that's what really, and then another, I can go on forever about talking about this, but another origin <laughs> story of the podcast is that I only reason, reason I started listening to podcasts is because I was working at Kohl's overnight. And they and I was like, I can't listen to music because I done burned out all these albums and I'm listening to it over <laughs> and over again. So let me listen to podcasts, which I found were evergreen content and they change week by week. And I was there was such a backlog of this podcast I listened to called The Nerdist. I just went through their catalog and just listened to all the podcasts. And I was like, OK, what else can I learn? And it kind of was like a Kevin Bacon situation. If you knew one person in this podcast, then you got to find another person from this podcast. Then you got to find another person in this podcast. And of course, I ended up where most people end up is in Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like, oh, wow, this is great because it has such a wide range of people on there from an educational standpoint to just something that you could dumb down yourself and just listen to how comedy is created and things like that. So I built all that into saying that then that really drove me into the podcasting space because my friend sat me down and was like, we're doing all these things. Why don't you do a podcast? And I was thinking about it. And I was like, hey, why don't I do a podcast? And then that's how I kind of came to start podcasting. And the first one that you said came out was literally me and my friend Randall um, sitting on a couch, having lapel mics on and putting the lapel mics into um, iPhones and just recording like that. That's why... I go to that episode at least once or twice a month and listen to it. Not all the way through because it's trash, but listen to it <laughs> just to know. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was trash. I thought it was so dope. It was so really. Dope. <laughs> it was it. It was like almost, because it was your friend, you know. Yes, that that's, it was, it's just it, it just had that that authenticity of yes. just getting started, like that grassroots, like you had it on your lapels, the the the, the <laughs> microphones. It, it just evolution. It's evolution. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and it really 
and I, every time I listened to it, I'm like, wow. I really didn't have anything, didn't know what I was going to do. It was just kind of like, like you said, super authentic because the point was for me just to like talk to my friend. And I feel like that's what I tried to really get into his brain. That's what I try to do every episode is I'm every person that I talk to, I'm like legitimately um, want to know more about them. So it's this is not just me just like okay come on the podcast and you know i just doing this for likes or the the lulls aka lols i'm doing it for to spark my interest and then it just so happens to be interesting to the audience as well so i love that first episode i always listen to it like you said i i feel like it's trash from where i'm at but like like i like you said it's the grassroots and i always go back to it to humble myself and then also it gives me a little like pat on the back like okay you took all the necessary steps you needed to take to get a good mic to understand how to edit to understand you know that maybe outsource editing is better for you to get the resources look up resources that you can to find people like yourself on clubhouse that i can have a bevy of knowledge with that i can share and bounce ideas off of that really help me grow as a podcaster in general so that's my long soliloquy of my podcast journey a little bit of my life journey i love it mm, excuse me uh yes i i just thought that that first episode really did just um it it was authentic and it and it just felt very conversational and and it was it was um it was raw so mm. it was just like you weren't you weren't your polished self <laughs> you know and you and and you know but i i think it was it was but there was something there because then came another episode then kind of now you're building listeners based on um just how you just got started and um I, I love how you talked about how um uh, you said it a little earlier when you were talking about you know the the train rides and the bus rides and the stories they're just stories for days and i don't i think people who travel can really appreciate the stories like mm -hmm. you, you know people who ride the bus they know their stories there i even next, had a book, next stop, a whole book on stories you know, next stop please yes, it's on right? amazon right now uh if you want to buy it <laughs> No, listen to it it's everyone has ever rode a bus has yes. that unforgettable bus story to tell yes bus story <laughs> I, that's all, train that's all rides. I can remember i love it that's all i can remember from the for <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> someone did their research oh but yes but yes having those stories and just being able to connect with people mm. is is such a wonderful thing like you said it gets you get the nutrition from it mm -hmm. and, and you found a space that you, a creative space that you love. Um, and I like that you've been tapping into your resources in terms of your family, your friends, and mm -hmm. all of these different people that we come across on a daily basis. So that, I guess that, that, that gives you that, because that was one of my, when I first got started, I was just like, how am I going to get guests? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know anyone. And then you realize you know, start with, with people you do know. Like, you know, the first thing you want to do, you want to like, okay, I'm going to see if I can get, you know, this person that's all the way up here. But there's so many people before we get to that person mm -hmm. that tells the story. So I think that's um that that that's cool. And I love the different, your podcast has expanded and grown from, um, even how you used to title it, you used to be like this versus the world and this versus the world. But now it's just like, 
you have really cool titles. Um, the, the segments are really cool. You're really bringing on guests and, and, um, experts. Um, so now that you've been podcasting for what about a couple of years now, right? Yeah, about um, two years. Yep. Yeah. What is something that you have learned over time that you wish you knew before you started your podcast? I love this question um, because I love to ask this question, and I, I love to, I will love to answer this question. Um, okay. I really I thought it was a one man game, right? I thought it was. Thought it was like a non-team sport. You like, like for instance, like tennis, right? Tennis is a non-team sport. It's just you and the person across from you. Um, but w- just similar to tennis, you don't understand that there are so many different parts of that tennis player's development. There's the coaches. There's the athletic trainers. There's the the masseuse. There's the you know the 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 coordinator that coordinates the bus the let's say bus trips from back and forth through Wimbledon right so right w- what I really believed was and was important is that hey I'm just gonna get myself out there I don't need nobody else's help I'm just gonna you know put the hit the ground running which was important for me because if I didn't do it by myself in the beginning I wouldn't have made the mistakes that helped me evolve now so I I wish I would have had a community of people that I would like, for instance, that we have on clubhouse, um, of people I could bounce ideas off of. I can understand technical know-how and get like every day I go into, I learn like clubhouse or talking to people that I've met off clubhouse or talking to people I've met the podcast space every day. I learn something new about getting sponsors about, um, like the technical part about editing, about how, like I had an episode that I had with somebody else that the, actual editing was a little low and i just went into a, a room and i was like hey um i the if the volume's a little bit low how do i how can you help me with that and people were bouncing off they was like okay yeah i have i had four ideas in 15 minutes that, i so love that I, I wish then i would have really tapped into my community even if it was it w- i was tapping into it for actual guests but i wasn't tapping into it for the podcast in general and its growth and its evolution um so i wish i would have known that i wish i would have known that there's a community out there of people with like-minded um ideas and podcasting that you could tap into and that they're not your enemy they're not your enemy they're not going to take your listeners because the one thing that's important is that you are the person that's behind the mic that's why people listen to you that's why people listen to you that's why people listen to me is that you are that person behind the mic so they come to get your energy it's not just about the guests so i wish i would have known that i wish i would have known that there was a community of like-minded people that i could have tapped in with too Right. I I think I totally agree. Um, I think before I even got into the podcasting, that was kind of the first thing that I started to to just started to look at and watch other podcasters. And I love the the opportunity to get on Clubhouse because I was just like Clubhouse is elitist. I was like, I don't know anybody (laughs) on Clubhouse. I can't get in. (laughs) <laughs> and then one of my um, friends who actually was one of the people who, um, in addition to my producer um, boyfriend, um, that really pushed me to 
just do it. Just do the podcast. Because I was always like, ah, I can't do a podcast. I don't know. But um, he was the one that opened up the door for me to get on Clubhouse. And I absolutely love Clubhouse. Like you said, there's just so many resources. And and there's and it's just, and it's not, you know, at first I was like, people are always going to try to sell me things on, mm-hmm. you know, or, and, and that's the thing that I appreciate about the communities on there. They they have their platform where they can sell their product. And this is about, hey, I'm trying to help you get to where I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get you connected and learn from and teach you things. And I just feel like it's a, a, a wealth of knowledge. And like, that's how I came across you and, and some of the others. I've had Melissa on. Well, she will be on shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and just all of these different uh, podcasters, um, Jay India, all of these different podcasters who are bringing so much wealth and so much knowledge to um the experience um i just i'm i'm in awe of it and so i would say like when you're thinking about um podcasting how i mean you know coming up with the guests and all this stuff and like you said it takes i don't well you didn't say it takes a village but you you kind of implied that it's just not it's not just you and the listeners Mm -hmm. it's it's everyone so how do you um how was it for you in terms of once you learned that there were so many different elements what did you do to kind of continue to stay motivated to do the podcast first and foremost shout out to jay india she's actually um yes the reason why i i kept podcasting she doesn't even know this story um one one day I was I'm kind of like in a rut and I have all these guests and they come on and I'm like this podcast thing is it's not taking off like I want to um and I I got down on myself and she reached out to me after a room and she says to me like wow I really like your podcast um well first she says I'm gonna listen to your podcast she said I really liked it really liked the episode I was like can you just give me some feedback she gave me some good positive feedback um and negative she was like oh maybe she do this and then she asked you know for some help with her stuff and i was like hey uh, of course and she just put uh and and she just filled my cup up and Mm -hmm. at a time where i was like i was like damn i don't want to do this no more and she didn't she might not even know this because i didn't even tell her but she really invigorated me because I was like, dang, there's somebody out there that's listening, one, that appreciates what I'm doing, and that is also on the journey herself. And she's looking at me for motivation as well because she was by the throwing towel as well, but I gave her some creative feedback as well. And she was like, yeah, everybody else was giving me like, oh, this is perfect. I was like, no, you you need to do this. (laughs) And she she really revitalized my you know, my journey. So I hope she hears this. She will hear this because I will send this to her. But she was, <laughs> she, I haven't heard from her a lot on Clubhouse or on the um, Instagram, but she was a big reason for me. Keep on pushing, keep on striving forward. So, so that's one thing about just shout out to her. Um, yes. Yes. Shout out to Jay India. Yes. She and, was a great guest. Oh yeah. I listened to that episode. It was amazing. Um, very spiritual. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question that you asked about um, how did I kind of like work on all the different facets of the podcasting thing, um, I think the most important thing I did was create 
myself kind of like a template for everything. So it was like in Canva, I had templates to for my post. Um, and um, when I put out show notes and things like that, I really kind of have like a template in which I want to create the show notes. And then I just kind of plug and play things. Um, and then I actually create a a kit for my listener. I mean, my guests that they, I send it out to them and then they get the information. I mean, give me the information and it helps me a lot with show notes and doing social media posts and things like that. Um, and just getting guests in general, it's really like I shoot the shot of all shots. I was like, I'm good at doing this at a bar. I'm good at, you know, I was always good at speaking to women at bars. So it was like shooting a shot and the DMs was like, piece of cake you know so it's just like yes (laughs) so i i just go and i literally just hey i like what you're doing because again i'm having guests on that i'm generally interested like i i usually use i utilize instagram for majority of my guests i'm getting if it's not from clubhouse and i literally am i've been enamored with them by seeing their posts been seeing what they're doing been following them and stuff like that and i just be like hey man i really like what you're doing and I really want you to be on. Sometimes they get back to me. Sometimes they don't. If they don't get back to me, I usually shoot them an email because usually if they're big enough, their emails on Instagram or on the website. Um, so then I usually get a post back. But after you know two or three chais, I stop for a little bit because I don't want to flood their inbox. Um, and then if I really want them on, I'll email you again. And I just keep on pursuing them because all they can say is no. But what I take when I hear that no, I say it's a not right now, because because right. right. because eventually when I'm thinking is that when I blow up and get that Joe Rogan money, they're gonna be like, hey, <laughs> you shot this shot. I kind of want you yeah. to come on now. Or even mm-hmm. if I gain a thousand more followers, or even if you know they hear something on the podcast, I have or I have somebody on a podcast that interests them, they might be like, hey, can I can I be on as well? So. Again, shooting a shot is important. I think creating templates and creating an organization, not just in podcasting, but in life, makes life a lot easier for you. Uh, even though I'm not a traditional planner at all, I think I'm, po- I call myself a powerful procrastinator. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of like the things I do to kind of facilitate the structure of the show and um, not feel burnout. Yes, structure is so important. Like, mm-hmm. and it it goes a long way, especially with those. I get it with the templates and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just you you need that structure because I I too I think I have perfected my craft of procrastination. Mm-hmm. I've had years of experience. Um, very knowledgeable, and I do it very well. I sh- if you ever need a guest on, um, an expertise on procrastination, then I'm the person for you. So it's funny so. that you say that. So I was <laughs> just thinking about it because I need to buy this URL. So I was thinking about having another podcast called The Powerful Procrastinator. Um, this f- ne- never been said on any other podcast. This is first. You're the first to know. <laughs> first to know. All I'm, right. I'm, I'm, this is exclusive. 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 Just put that right there. I want the bar under me right now. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But no, uh, it was, I think, I was going to do Powerful Procrastinator or Perfect Procrastinator or something like that. Do a show. And just 30 minutes of people explaining how they procrastinate or how procrastinating helped them or failed them, things like that. Because I think everybody has that one story of, because I I have several. uh, Yeah. I legitimately happened to me Friday. And I was supposed to get something out and it was supposed to take me three days. 
and I was just sitting on my hands, and I was like, screw it. It needs to be done by 2.30, and it's 12.30. (laughs) So (laughs) I literally did it in maybe an hour and a half and then proofread it for 30 minutes. I was like, darn, this is pretty good. And that's what right? that's, that was exactly what my college career was. It was just me just like, okay, it's 30 minutes before class. Let me just write this code and getting pretty darn good grades in it. So power procrastinator, I think coming out soon. Let's do this. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, I was a procrastinator with writing. And sometimes I would I would take that 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 article or that paper and I'd spend like a week on it. Get a B. Mm-hmm. The one I wrote 30 minutes before class. <laughs> Hey, best writing ever. What professor wrote on there. I was like, wow. So it's, it's uh, probably the adrenaline. <laughs> they're encouraging rush. my yes, bad behavior. Exactly. It's probably the adrenaline rush we get from it. I I I I, I was reading something about how uh, maybe it's some serotonin that gets let off in our brains when moments like that happens. Is same same. They say like it's almost skydiving level adrenaline um, and serotonin. So maybe that's what we we, we want that fix. That fix of that we did it moment. So yes, you'll have to get an expert on there so mm-hmm. that they can tell us how great we are with um, our bad habit of writes itself. The podcast there you go. writes itself. <laughs> right. All right. Speaking of um, inspir- experts, um, when you think about uh, with your podcast, you've had so many great people on, um, and and like you said, different people have kept you motivated. When you think of inspiring people. Or are being inspired by people. Who are you inspired by? And why did you choose that person or these people? Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, uh, this is going to be sad. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, no. <laughs> uh not, not too sad it's okay. gonna get me my it's gonna get me my feels oh, okay um, but i would say my mother and not your traditional sense of like oh she's just a strong black woman and she you know she did everything. <laughs> no right my mom fucked up oh excuse me can i i'm sorry hey is it, it okay do, do you okay. be be yourself <laughs> okay. always always be yourself feel comfortable my, my mom fucked up a lot she had a lot of financial issues, a lot of financial issues from losing one of our homes to um, her uh, losing another home that we stayed in and then becoming homeless. Um, but the one thing she gave me during that time, even her being homeless and not telling me for a while, she gave me the ability to go to college. So she during her struggle was struggling her ass off while I was getting an education. Uh, and I never, we don't talk about things like that in our family. It's very hush hush, but I would say mm-hmm. that her inspir that she inspired me during that time because she probably was, you know, she was sick of being in shelter, sick of doing, you know, couch surfing sick of not having but she gave me the ability me and my sister ability to go out into the world and be a better version of her and i will never ever 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 forgive forget that she gave all that she could for us so why when i say it's that she's inspired me and 
it's just the you can you can fuck up you can have loss you can have grief she battled health issues things like that and you can still give to others because she still was giving she was mm-hmm. still giving me knowledge she still giving me advice she was still a perfect always been the perfect ear to talk to um still giving at christmas time even though she doesn't have anything like it was wild um so every time i think i want to stop every time i think i don't want to grow every time i think i don't want to evolve that's one person that keeps me very motivated she doesn't even know she keeps me motivated she does not like she's she doesn't have multi she's not a multi-millionaire she actually the moment that i got good in my life i was like listen you come to stay with me like there was no ifs ands or buts about it i went down there i was like you can literally you i'll take i'll make sure everything's good and you come down here and live in charlotte with me and now she has her own place and i have my own place with my you know my future wife and my my kids but i and that doesn't pay in comparison to all she lost for us and still gave us so every time i again every time i think that i want to fail i just look that this woman is smiling uh, through the pain and how dare i disturb her legacy for not excelling and be the best version of myself she did too much damn work like how dare i not be exemplify her name so that's when i whenever i want to give up that's where i kind of push myself towards okay oh wow oh that 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 hit you hit you right there and that's i know i know that's great that's great because our unsung heroes mm-hmm. um we we you know we always can talk about all the the different people but sometimes the the sh- I won't say the struggles, but the the things that other people go through is what we really learn from. And we learn our strength through watching them handle things and how they handled it. And Mm. you know how they, you know, you you know, when you go through those rebellious teen years and you're just like, ah, this person gets on my nerves. And then by the time you're like 30, you're like, oh, this person has so much knowledge. And then, you know, don't hit 40. You're just like. I, I pre, you know, you just as time goes on, you appreciate them more and more because you become an adult yourself. You have children yourself. You start to realize how much they sacrifice because we didn't appreciate. Sometimes we didn't uh, weren't as appreciative as we could have been at the time, but just the little things. And I love that, like you said, she gave even when she didn't have to give. That's that's that instills in you something that's even greater than any high level position or money. You know, she's instilling some just goodness and it and it, it oozes out of you. And I know, it, yes, and I know it passes. Yeah, the values and it's passing down to you. It's passing down to your your children. So that's a that's an amazing thing. So thank you for sharing that and sharing that about your mom, because uh, she sounds like a wonderful woman. Yeah. And, 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 and the things just, that to, she wa- just to again add to that story, it's like I'm still not good with money. <laughs> right i i, I burn <laughs> money like it's going on fire but what i've learned is have a nest egg have you know multiple sources of income and this is not for mm-hmm. money for her it's from the fear of what she did grow her her journey gave me gave me got me scared and like okay listen i have to educate myself on finances so even though she wasn't good at finances her story made me learn more about 
I mean, made me want to learn more about finances and made me want to excel. So now I'm in the role I'm in and I'm, I'm, I'm making good money, but I'm always scared of losing that, which I should be. But I want to be to the point where my money is making money on top of money and making money for me while I sleep. And that's yes. the goal. Yes. <laughs> that is my goal too. Let me mm-hmm. let me know when you get there so you can okay. write the blueprint so that I can look at and get the free uh version of it, the free copy you. of the I workbook. The ebook. Yes. <laughs> um, because it is something that really that generational wealth and, and being able to build and grow and have your money make money. Um mm-hmm. I'm striving for that myself. Um, so you've been doing the podcast, you've had a lot of um, changes in your, your, your professional world. Um, when did you have that, um, that moment, that aha moment, or that moment when you felt you were right where you were supposed to be? Mm, and, and, and what? And, and just, just like that moment where you just look up and you look around and you're like, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Oh, man. I don't ever feel comfortable. And mm. and I love that about myself because I love feeling uncomfortable. I love I used to I used to fight a lot, right? I used to fight in the street a lot. Then I I did mm-hmm. a little bit of Muay Thai and did a little bit of Taekwondo and I was pretty good at it. And now I'm in jiu-jitsu. The best thing about the, the arts, the martial arts is that you're never good enough, right? You can be a 6-degree black belt and you're always there's always somebody that's going to be bigger, stronger than you are. Um, and it's just in general in life, too, is that I ne- I'm never comfortable for where I'm at. But I can tell you a moment where I was just like, ah, this is pretty damn good. Um, we was having a Thanksgiving party and all our friends, we invited all our friends and family. So my fiance side of the family and my side of the family and a couple people came from out of town and things like that. But it legitimately was everybody. It was like my my mom, my dad, who are not together <laughs> and haven't been together for since I was probably born um, and have, I think my, and you know, there's a little animosity, a little bit of rub against the two. And then my, mm-hmm. yeah. And then my, my fiance's um, father and mother and they long lasting like rub against each other. And then family on both sides, like aunts, uncles, sisters, and all that stuff. So it was a potluck. So everybody brought food and we had like, you know, this is our new place. So we had like, you know, did a turkey and we did a couple other sides and everybody brought food. And literally the food took up like most of the the kitchen area. So (laughs) because everybody brought something and we just I, I literally sat there and I was like and we just, you know, we looked at everybody around because it was my daughter. My my son wasn't born yet, but my daughter was there and I was like. I was like, damn, I'm a real adult. <laughs> like, I'm. A, this really feels good. Like, everybody was there talking to each right? other. And nobody was really, like, stale or, like, stuck up or anything like that. And everybody's having a good time drinking, you know, eating and enjoying themselves. And it really gave me that aha uh-huh moment because I was telling my fiance at one point, I was like, I never wanted to be a father. I never wanted to be a husband. I never wanted to be any of that i just wanted to run wild and actually my my first love was to travel the world and um and and eat all the fried chicken 
different fried chicken and blog <laughs> about my fried chicken <laughs> journey around the world. And then not fried chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, fried chicken around the world. And also another thing was I wanted to do. I want to be like Jack Hanna and go around the world and help animals and things like that. But I never wanted Aww. to be a. I never wanted to be a father. I never wanted to be a husband. I never wanted to be the the in the house person. And she really changed that mentality for me. So at that moment, it just felt like everything kind of clicked. And I was like, damn, the Lego puzzle actually fits. You know, you know how you like, you've been fighting all this time against mm -hmm. your, I wouldn't say your true calling, but a possibility of your true calling. And it just, everything clicked in the right place at the right time. And that was the moment when everybody was together and family on both sides were kind of commingling. And I was like, yeah. This is right. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. I like that. Yeah, that's that's when you really feel grown up. When you can have people at your house, they bring food, mm -hmm. and you sitting back and just living in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. just like wow, I'm, I'm, people are coming to my house. Exactly. <laughs> Not me going over. To, mm -hmm. That's a big thing when you were like, they came over to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that's definitely, definitely uh one of those cool things going on. All right, so I have what we call a random round of questions that are kind of, Ooh. you know, they're different, um, just to get a little sense of you and, and, you know, so that listeners can learn a little bit more about you. So um, I usually ask like two or three, so I'll ask one. One of them, since we're talking about food, Ooh. what is your signature dish? <clears throat> and mm -hmm. if you don't cook, because everybody doesn't cook, what is that signature dish that you just love that someone else makes? Hmm. Signature. I am actually a pretty darn good cook. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Pretty darn good. I'm actually like we was talking off air. I'm about to put something on the grill in a couple of minutes here. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of like my signature dish. <sighs> Honestly, I don't have anything that I can really point to. But as as the pandemic kind of like told us that we are going to stay at home, I kind of became like one of those people that try the different um, the different recipes from like Tasty, um, BuzzFeed's Tasty from Instagram, from Pinterest and stuff like that. And I can say that I'm really good at first tries, right? Like some people are like, oh, that didn't taste good on the first try. No, I'm really good at first tries. But I would say I, I, the thing that keeps on coming running through my head is I make and my my these two things. The first thing I during quarantine, I figured out how to make an imitation Popeye chicken sandwich. Right. Yes. Yes. What? And the reason <laughs> the story behind that is and I'll tell it quickly is that I went to Popeye's and I was like, OK, let me get. Wendy's chicken sandwich everybody's raving about and no I didn't have to wait for an hour and a half line or anything like that I just really went there and but what happened is I did have to wait an hour and a half still I went to the drive-thru they said they they didn't have them ready they was cooking them and they said just pull over to that corner there so I pull over to the corner and I'm just sitting there for like 30 minutes I'm like okay what's happening so I call them and they're like oh yeah we're still cooking them da 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 they must have forgot that I was Some there. Some good chicken. Exactly. They must have. <laughs> they must have forgot I was there, and they 
never called me back. I pulled up again. I'm like, hey, what happened to my food? He's like, oh, yeah, we forgot to make them. Da, 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 da. I just drove oh away. Oh, my God. I just drove away. Oh my no, God. no, actually, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I must, I'm lying in that, that one. Actually, I did get the food. And I was like, um, I, I paid for it already. So no, I didn't pay for it. So they just comped everything. And they gave me like a free soda and everything. So I was like, I'll never deal with that again. So I ended up just figuring out like, from three different recipes, figuring out how to make the perfect Popeye's chicken sandwich with the sauce, with the bun, like brioche buns. I get brioche buns from Publix. We have a Publix here in Harris Teeter. Um, and then I'll, I'll make the sauce and I'll do the breading and everything like that. But during quarantine, that was like my ish. Then the other thing I make that I, I'm world renowned for, I think, or my fiance just loves me to make is the Michelle Obama burgers. So Michelle, oh, wow. Obama, yeah, Michelle Obama has like a Pacific burger that was created for her. I think I had a time at the White House and I found that recipe. And ever since then, my fiance is like, oh, are you going to make the Michelle Obama burgers? Can you make that? Because it's it doesn't have the traditional breadcrumbs. It's really with a lot of vegetables and then like chili adobo, which adds to the moisture factor of it. So it's not your regular turkey and it's a turkey burger. So it's not your regular burger. So and then there's like an aioli that goes on top of it. Mm, chef's kiss mm, 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 mm. oh wow <laughs> okay i gotta mm-hmm. check this recipe out because um I, I am not the chef in my kitchen that is also <laughs> my boyfriend um he's amazing with the food um i cook a couple of things here and there but my my list is very small <laughs> I, I, was, I, <laughs> I was always told that you need at least you need a chicken dish and you need a fish dish. If you can do two two things, and with air fryers, there's no reason why. There's just yes, yeah. Air I fryer. will say I I, I, break, I tear it down with a chicken mm-hmm. alfredo. Ooh, chicken yeah. alfredo is my thing. So there yes, yes, <laughs> it's all in the sauce. You have to make your own. You can't just mm-hmm. buy it. get the jar. All yeah. right. Next question. Um, something light. Um, what are some small things that make your day better? Mm, great question um i would say sunshine i i when there's no sunshine i am a very grumpy gus as they say um i do suffer from uh i forgot it's called um seasonal sad seasonal depression affective disorder yeah right um and I, I I I self-diagnosed because I haven't seen a doctor about it, so I'm not going to say I'm clinically in any terms of phrase that. But when it becomes the winter time, and this I didn't realize this even when I was living in New York because winters are harsh in New York City. Um, but even living here in the North Carolina area, when it becomes cold or it's not less sun, I can literally feel my energy goes. So the little thing that I love is like, for instance, a beautiful sunny day outside. We went for a walk and just being in an atmosphere reiterates me. I don't know if I'm familiar with Captain Planet. Oh, he's my hero. <laughs> yeah. Take, it, take the, um, what you call it? The pollution uh, pollution down, down to, to zero. zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they... It's like the same thing because I can literally walk. So I've been doing these things like because I used to jog a lot, but I now I just do walks because literally me walking for an hour and a half, I can take that moment and think it helps re-energize my day. And it's just that little oomph that I need for the week, too. So I would say sunshine is like one of my most important factors. And when I can't get it, I'm very, very like, 
right? <laughs> I get it. I get it. I have a vitamin D deficiency, so I definitely mm. have to always be around the sun or at least see it. It just makes your makes your day. And I and it just when it's dreary outside, my whole day drags. And I don't know. I don't know if I could live somewhere where it's always not dreary. I have to have like one of those with a sunshine lights or something. Yes. Just to keep rejuvenated. All right. Last one. Um, what's the worst advice you've actually listened to? Mm. Worst advice I actually listened to. Uh, this is hard for me because I could call bullshit on a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm very good at that. <laughs> yeah, um, I know, right? That's <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm very good at like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, hmm. I think one thing that I've heard—it's not advice, but I heard that now is like, like what the hell are you talking about? It's cheaper to keep her. I don't know oh. if you that in the zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that no. <laughs> I'm like, first and foremost, your mental stability is worth is priceless, right? So if you're if you're in a space where you cannot handle mentally, physically, or emotionally, whatever the partner you're with, whether it be a guy or a girl, you need to get out of there because. Even though it might take give you a couple of dollars that you have to spend on child support or alimony or, you know, the whole divorce process or even just, you know, she takes the cat and you take the dog or whatever. Even that space, you recoup so much of your life force with that one part parting of souls. I have a I used to have a very, very destructive relationship with my child's daughter. Do- with my 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 sorry my daughter's mother and i i just was like okay maybe if i stay with her we can recoup this relationship and it'll be fine when both of us didn't have had so much animosity towards each other that we already knew we should have been broken up months ago so the big thing was for me was like hey listen i gotta move so I, and this is cowardice on my part. I just moved to Charlotte. I was like, listen, I got to move out of, out of um, I was in Ohio at the time. I got to move out of Ohio. I got to go to Charlotte. And I literally just left and I was like, yeah, we can keep this relationship going. And I used that theory as like a cheaper to keep her to make in my head that this thing was going to work when I'm knowing that like, there's so much deeper into this I can go, but I'll just keep it ground like sky level. But um, mm-hmm. but I knew that this wasn't gonna work out. I knew that I was unhappy. I knew that she was unhappy. I, first of all, I knew that I wasn't good at long this relationship because I was a notorious cheater, a notoriously philanderer, notoriously a liar. So it was really in a space of me just breaking ties with her, kind of from a distance, to then rub the other feelers I had slowly like part ways which i should have cut the cord a long time ago not before i left so i would say that in learning from that situation is that if it's not good for you 
at that time and it's literally causing you stress in your life it is not something that at the end of the day you feel like it because there's two different things there's being in a relationship where it's work and being in a relationship where you're mentally getting worked and those are two mm. different things when you when it's work it's like okay i have to you know i have to be a better person for this person but when you're right. when you're a worse person because of this person, that's completely different. And you need to tie, t- you need to rip the bandaid off. You need to mm-hmm. either go to therapy, try to work it out, or I would say go to therapy as long as if it's a long lasting relationship and you think you, it's actually salvageable, go to therapy, figure it out, and you can all work it out. Or just rip that cord, man, and just don't be scared to be by yourself. Don't be scared to, of the change. All it's going to do to you is relinquish your life force from that person and then possibly, probably 95% of the time, make you a better person at the end of the day. So yes, that's, that's I, my I, soliloquy. <laughs> I, 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 I agree 100% because, uh, you know, cheaper to keep her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you want to keep maintaining your sanity and what's most important. But uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a phrase that... I don't think they thought that through all the way. Like uh, you, you, you don't know how much how much you're sacrificing. What is the cost of that? All right. So I just want to um, just overall thank you for joining us today. Um, you have been a delight. You are awesome on the mic. So thanks again. And um, this is your opportunity. So if listeners want to get more information about you, learn more about you, let us know where they can go. All right. So I love this part. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it was a pleasure. I love getting Yay. to deep conversations. You opened up the little the band-aid um, a little bit on certain <laughs> Just things. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, so now I got to talk to my therapist about certain situations. But um, no, if you want to listen to Drew Rest of the World, you can listen to anywhere you listen to this right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music. Um, also, if you wanted to know what's happening um, within Drew vs. the World, go DrewVersTheWorldPodcast.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram at Drew vs. the World Podcast. That's Drew vs. the World. Now, it's versus. It's not spelled B-E-R-S-U-S. It's spelled V-S. So, Drew V-S World Podcast on Instagram. So, follow, like, um, review and please you know interact with me tell me that you you just heard me from this podcast and you know we have a good chat about how you think that i am a horrible person or <laughs> how you think i'm a good person <laughs> but yeah again thank you so much for your platform and thank you so much for having me awesome 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 thank you and thank you for joining us everyone and i want you guys to remember to tune in every thursday at 10 a.m for a new episode remember to hit the subscribe button the follow button whatever button it is just hit it so that you can always get all of the episodes and you won't miss anything until we meet again i'm your host nikki c and remember it's time to get back to dreaming again if not now then when Woo!